You want to get high, man? Let's stimulate your mind. Get up, Chucky! What have we got here? Fucking comedian. <laughs> Rojan Kim. All right, hey, uh, welcome to the Roads and Kidcast. Thank you for joining me today. Joining me is Eric Abenante, a fellow hey. comedian. He's a filmmaker. He's a producer. He does a lot of he does a lot of stuff actually. A lot of projects, both in uh, the stand-up world and the production world. Um, and right now, you still working on your um, you still working on an animated show right you still got that absolutely answer. you are you are in it and you i'm in, in it. it right i'm in it uh, and then uh and you also have a podcast with lila hart who i also yeah. had as a guest what's your uh new podcast called again uh, it's called the comedy cupcake like comedy couple but we have a cat uh, named cupcake you know we have, right. a, we have a cat named cupcake so yeah that's you know a portmanteau as they would say mm -hmm. so it's just yeah. like a you're uh you're just a doing a comedy duo. It's just the two of you then basically doing a podcast together. Yep. And then uh, sometimes our cat will join in when the cameras are rolling. She's a little a bit of an attention whore as well. Uh-huh. Is that the first cat you've ever had? Like you Yeah, I'm not yeah. really I'm not really like a pet guy, you know? And so oh. like I've never had a I've never had a cat with like my partner before. So it's um it, it's it's a it's an adjustment. But it, it you know as soon as I saw I laid eyes on her just like Lila, I was like, that's the one. What, what, uh, what did, did you get anything? Cause I, I uh, had a cat, um, and I just decided to get one. I didn't even have a cat when I was a kid. I was just like, well, I decided cause I wanted a pet and I knew I couldn't take care of a dog. So I was like, oh, I could probably take care of a cat. Um, <laughs> and it was probably for the best. Cause I would have murdered whatever dog, the dog, <laughs> if I had a dog, it would just be, <laughs> be dead. But the cat lived, uh, the cat lived to like, I mean, I had him for like 13 years. So he died, he died like, 17 or whatever but i don't know cat um i learned to uh, respect a lot about the cat you know just owning a cat like mostly because of uh just the idea that like they don't really care they don't really care you know they don't really care if you're mad you'd be like fucking mad at the cat you'd be like, this or that no it could not care less you know what i mean they could not care unless it has something to do with their interest you know what i mean it's like a very and i think i don't, I don't know a lot of people don't yeah, like that shit. A lot of people think that that's like cruel or, or mean, but I think it's just very honest. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's very, yeah. You know, Cause I have a dog too. Yeah. And the dog, yeah, is, a dog just, is like, a dog's like a needy girlfriend who like a yeah. cleaner, you know, yeah. who always needs you and is like, oh my God, you're here. And a cat is like a self-sufficient roommate, you know? Right. It's just like, right. it's there, you know? Right. And then, you know, when it, when you, when it needs you, it'll come to you, you know? And it'll, it'll uh, manipulate you. But other than that, they don't give a shit. Yeah. And honestly, I think, um, you know, there's a lot of case to be, there's a case to be made that dogs are actually manipulating us too. You know what I mean? That they're actually bullshitting. Mm -hmm. They don't really care. They just figured out they can make facial expressions. They'd be like, oh, <laughs> they could just do stuff with their eyebrows. <laughs> and like people will all react because they're dumb. You know, like they, <laughs> so they just could be playing, you know, they're just playing us. Like, uh, oh, yeah. They're definitely playing us, but it just doesn't, it's not as uh, effective as the cat. Because the cat is, for me, it's just like, you know, when they come to you, it's effective. But a dog is just like that that comedian who's on all the time. And they're trying <laughs> to, like, throw it at you. And it's like, dude, wait till you're on stage. Yeah. I mean, both, I feel like both are good. It's like the fucking yin-yang, you know what I'm saying? It's like the, the dog-cat duality. Because uh, when they, um, I my dog and cat overlap, so when my cat was getting old, I got a puppy and then they were i don't know it's just very cute to watch them like get along and like <laughs> for my cat to just beat the shit out of <laughs> the puppy the puppy would just be like so happy to get any contact he'd be all wagging his tail and the cat would just be like <laughs> just fucking wailing on his face it's a sub-dom <laughs> relationship yeah totally it totally is i don't know it makes me like because cats are essentially just sadistic uh murderers you know like sociopaths they essentially are they like have you ever if you ever see snowball catch a mouse it will change your you know what i mean like or cupcakes all right um like because the first time i saw my cat was name was kubrick that's how pretentious i was <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, my cat's a, a great filmmaker <laughs> yeah he actually was he actually acted just like him he was like he <laughs> 
he needed it to be perfect. Okay, like you didn't give a fuck. <laughs> he didn't give a fuck if you lived or died. <laughs> you got to do it again. Uh, but he, when I saw him fucking catch a mouse, dude, it was probably one of the most horrific things I've ever seen in my entire life. You know what I mean? Like he fucking he smacks it, makes it dizzy, um, holds onto its tail, so the fucker's running, trying to run, and he can't because it's being held by his tail. Then he lets it go. So the mice thinks it's free and then he fucking hits it again. You know what I mean? Like, and this just repeats over an hour until the mouse just dies from shock and exhaustion. <laughs> the mouse is just like limp. And then he like picks it up with his mouth and brings it over and, and to you. You know what I mean? And it's just like, this is, yeah, it's just like, this is for you. And it's like, and really, honestly, you've never, like most cats, they don't really look like they are having fun. You know what I mean? They don't really, they just yeah. look like they're got, the cat, he, I've never seen him look so happy in my entire life. He's yeah, the most yeah. happiest I've ever seen him be his torture, this animal to death. <laughs> yeah, when, when I beat the shit out of this guy, but it was for you. You know, it's like a mafia person, you know, like yeah. being with someone in Goodfellas. <laughs> <laughs> when, that, when, that dude's just, when that dude's beating the shit out of the guy in the driveway, you know, yeah. But I did it for you, baby. <laughs> Here, hide this. <laughs> <laughs> Roll up the carpet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff. Um, yeah, because how long have you had um, Cupcake? Cupcake, we're about to be on two years now. Oh, okay. Like this, this October, November. So hopefully that'll be around the time when the cartoon comes out. You know, it'll be a nice uh, second uh, birthday present for her. I mean, she nice. won't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. she'll be around for like another eighteen years. I saw this. Um, I saw this one guy in Texas, and he like you know he feeds his cats with like you know like the weirdest stuff, like you know coffee grinds and like like meat and all this other stuff that you would never expect. And he has he has like the first, second, and third uh, longest living cats of all time. Like he has multiple cats that lived over thirty years. Whoa! Like, God damn. I didn't even know they could live that long. So now I have a new goal of like trying to have my cat that healthy, you know. Dude, but, I bet I bet it's because he didn't feed them cat food. Yeah, that's probably it. Unfortunately, even though I'm feeding them cat food, so it's like I'm feeding yeah. them McDonald's every day. <laughs> I mean, that, I think that's why like most pets, they all get sick with cancer and shit. You know, a lot of them do <laughs> get sick with cancer. And I think a lot of I think it has to be the food because the food's all processed. It's like carb heavy. You know what I mean? Like food. Uh, I think cat. Yeah, especially cats i think are like they're supposed to be strict carnivore i mean they're not really supposed to have any carbs at all you know they're supposed to just yeah. eat and fat um so that's interesting i wonder yeah i wonder um what it is he fed or how he figured out like how many cats had to die for him to figure out the, <laughs> the cat chow <laughs> we don't know about the cats that live like four days <laughs> yeah he's like <laughs> <laughs> like testing hilarious. different for <laughs> I mean, because he probably has a shitload of cats to run experiments. So. Meanwhile, the guy died at 47, you know, yeah. <laughs> of diabetes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I, you know, I actually think, and you hear about all these people who are like, you know, they live to like 107. It's like, you know, what do they do? Well, I ate bacon fat every day. Yeah. I had, uh, I had a whole bottle of thunder, uh, thunder wine. You know, it's like what? Yeah, they smoke and drink, and they. A lot of them. I think the most common thing I heard was most people who live super long are like kind of chill temperamentally, like they don't really get upset about stuff. You yes. know, so I think that's probably like the biggest thing. It's probably stress. You know, it's probably like the biggest thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, not, not giving a fuck and having fun. You know, it's like yeah. I think that's part of it. It's like most of the people you hear, they're like doing stuff that they wanted to do. You know, right. it's, not, it's not like, you know, I was working at an office for, you know, all this time and I listened to my boss, you know, it's none of that shit. Yeah. Um, plus, I don't know. I don't really see it as a, like a, I don't really want to like live a long time. I don't know what, like a lot of people, I guess, want to live a long time, but I don't see what the big, you know, like what's the plus? <laughs> Why? What? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess, I guess unless like you, your life is awesome or you're just, because you just would get boring. Wouldn't you just get bored? I don't know. I just feel like if we had life extension and you just live for 100, I would just, you just get really bored. And then I think that's when like the real psychopaths start coming out. You know what I mean? That's like, I feel like that's the whole thing about vampires, right? Like the whole idea is that like they live for hundreds of years and then they just start making new vampires. <laughs> they just start doing stuff that's weird because like they're bored. 
staring at, yeah, staring at chicks through the window. Yeah, all the, you know, yeah, we know just, going up, going back to high school, like Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> Twilight was prescient. <laughs> Twilight was actually a crystalline documentary. Um, yeah, it's so funny. I had no clue about any of this. I just woke up and I just see Twitter. Just everybody's going crazy about crystalline. And I can't even, I can't even get the facts of, I'm asking people directly, like, what the fuck is that? And they're like, uh, he did, you know, he texted or DM some kids or whatever that is like, and there's no, I don't know. So what did he, is that what he did? Did he like DM some underage chicks or something? Or I have no well, idea what he actually did. I don't, I don't listen to Twitter. I don't listen to CNN, Fox News. I listen to Kenny Lyon. Ah, okay? And Kenny uh, Lyon has been talking about this for so long. Okay. You know? So I, I trust Kenny Lyon. According to Kenny Lyon, and uh, check him out, uh, L-I-O-N, you know, uh, Kenny, uh, Kenny was saying at 17 years old, he was approached by Chris D'Elia at the comedy store and Crystalia had asked him for nudes, not of Kenny, but of like you know chicks, even, uh, you know. And so that is all according to Kenny. But right. you know, Kenny is my number one most trusted news source on anything. I you think know? that's right. So, yes. Yeah, you can't well, trust. Also, mm -hmm, go ahead. I also remember once at the there's a couple times at the comedy store. I remember he got like kicked off of shows because like as soon as he oh it was. It was roast battle. So roast battle. One time he guest judged for like a really small amount of time. He was like the house hater with Earl Skakel. I think he was the house hater with Earl Skakel. And then like he got kicked off immediately because as soon as he got like the mic, he was like, "Yo, fuck Crystalia," and you know all this shit. And so he's been, you know, he he bought that stock when it was at its lowest point, when it was like a mm. penny stock, you mm. know. And now it's just like bam, Fortune five hundred. Right. Interesting. Mm -hmm. that's, so, that's so basically it was just like a Weinstein type of thing where everybody knew it was just like yeah. everybody knew and nobody was yeah like, isn't that the weird thing it's like everyone knew but also everyone shamed Kenny for talking about it oh, of course <laughs> you know and so it's like that's the that's the fucked up part about like this whole generation is like everyone acts like oh yeah yeah we always thought that but like we never said anything you know or else the Marxists will come after us right well, I mean, it's no different. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's seriously, just like Weinstein, where that whole thing was enabled by hundreds of people, you know what I mean? And women, you know what I mean? Like tons of women and a whole network of people enabled that shit for 20 years, you know what I mean? Because that's just yeah. how things were. And, so, and then when the tide turns in, they all were like, oh my God, he's a terrible, you know what I mean? Like, it's just it's like you mm -hmm. knew the whole time and you were complicit the whole time. And now it's just interesting. I just, I don't know. I just always question the timing of things or like wonder mm -hmm. about the timing of things. Cause it's, it's like, you can't even keep up. You know, it was just like fucking pandemic. I mean, really, if you go since the election, it was just like Russiagate, impeachment. And then right at this last year, it just started ramping up where it was like impeachment, pandemic, you know, mm -hmm. it was like Black Lives Matter. And now, and then I was just like, Chris D'Elia, <laughs> like, have we run <laughs> out of, <laughs> have we run out like of stuff? Yeah. You was like the murder hornets. You were like, really? <laughs> you know, like, I had no idea. But I would love it if the media actually had him in the queue of like, as soon <laughs> as, soon as the Black Lives Matter stuff starts to go, <laughs> we're going to throw away. Release the Crystalia. It's time. <laughs> and they're like, whoa, Twitter. Yeah, you know why? Because what I'm watching now is the, um, it's like the Black Lives Matter people are actually turning on the me too you know what i mean it's actually splitting so what was once a solid a, sol a solid like unit um is actually being fractured because like neil brennan on twitter was like you know he's like i'm not i you know it's like i deplore or detest sexual predators but if anybody has any proof you know i'm willing to pay he said he was willing to pay a thousand dollars for like actual proof of like wow. chris chris stuff or whatever um but like just yesterday, Neil Brennan was like the hero of the Black Lives Matter movement. You know what I mean? He was like, everybody loved him. Everybody, and as soon as he did that, everybody just fucking jumped on him and turned on him. And they were like, Wait, you're saying the left is divisive and doing infighting? That doesn't sound the left I know and love. <laughs> yeah, you mean they're eating themselves? No way. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, the, like the cliche thing the right always says about them. Yeah, no, it's, it literally, it happens every time. It's like, that's why we lost the 2016 election is because 
First they, first they kneecapped Bernie, then they kneecapped Hillary, and then literally a week before, you know, Memorial Day and all this stuff happened, the Joe Biden, I ain't black shit happened, you know, and so it's just like, yeah, it happens every time, whereas the right is just like, I don't give a shit. I mean, you I know, think it's, that's the advantage of not taking a moral position, though, you know what I mean? There's not, mm -hmm. of not taking, I mean, the right's moral position has always been the same, you know, they're going to always go to yeah. law and order, the constant, you know, whatever. But like, but the sort of philosophical moral position of like, we are, we're bending the arc of the universe yeah. toward justice, you or know, just that. Superior. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that moral superior, I mean, those are the guys who become Nazis, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like the guys, the guys who run programs. Hitler thought he was the wokest, you know? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Every motherfucker who committed like a mass murder of his own population <laughs> believed it was for good. It was like, they, we were all doing it for good. Like, we are the good guys here, right? <laughs> like, yeah, wasn't that the whole Mao Zedong thing? He was just like, yeah, I'm cleansing everybody. Yeah, you know? and, that's yeah. what the Cultural Revolution was all about, was that like, we needed constant revolution in order to stop corruption. So, you know what, kids, rat out on your parents. <laughs> That's what yeah, yeah. I, think, I think people need to go back and look at Mao Zedong because we are repeating history. We're literally, know, yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's tough because, you know, he erased history, so it's hard to look at it. But he, you know, they, they used to do this thing um, called struggle sessions. Oh, yeah. Where you would have to, like, you would be publicly shamed. You know, tarred and, tarred and feathered was like, you know, wasn't even close to what this was. Like, you were supposed to just be publicly shamed throughout everywhere and then kill yourself. You know, it, like at least with the Japanese, you got to stab yourself in like a room silently and no one got to see it. You know, yeah. I, I, now with Mao Zedong, it was just like, you have to have your whole, you have to have your heart ripped out emotionally and then physically do it. Yeah, well, there's, that's the thing about like when you go full commie like that, there's no redemption. You know what I mean? There's no, cause like, yeah, even with, like, like you were saying with the Japanese, you have suicide, at least, as your honorable. You can still maintain honor with an out. Or you can, you know, in Christianity, you can repent. You know, you can do, you can repent your sins and become born again. But this, this is like, there's no retribution. There's no retribution at all. So then there's really only one solution. <laughs> you know, there's a... Uh, make the world better, you piece of just shit. just saying, when you run out of all other solutions, there is a final solution, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what it just comes down to always, you know what I mean? Like, it's always going to come to that. And so, well, that's actually why, one of the reasons I quit Facebook, dude, because um, my comic friends in New York, they started circulating a list. They created a list of racist comics in the community, and it was created by this guy who, I don't know, for all intents and purposes, I thought it was a good guy. It was an okay guy. I didn't know him, know him, but he fucking... He was better than you, Rojan. I guess he was so. better than all of us. I mean, that's why, yeah, that's why he is the arbiter who is on and off the list. So, like, <laughs> he started, so he made this list, and the list is hilarious because it would have, like, people like Anthony Cumia and Nick DiPaolo and, like, you know, <laughs> on it, which are just like, what? And then, like, and then he put Dave Smith on there, but didn't put the other Legion of Skanks on there. You know what I mean? It was just kind of very calculated, and, like, and everybody else was an open micer. It was like nobody could get him anything. There's this big list and everybody's like treating him like a hero and then they started sharing the list or whatever. So then when people started going like, hey, what the fuck is up with this list? He would be like, well, now you're on it. And just start putting people on the list. Gotcha. Yeah, you'd be put on the list for questioning the list. And then he was like, four people personally apologized to me for the racism and problems to change. So I've taken them off the list. You know what I mean? So the way you get off the list is by groveling. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you grovel and beg him, then <laughs> so the whole thing is like, what? This is just some list you made up to fucking torture people. It's just like a little girl, like what a little girl would do in school. Like this yeah, is a list of people who I hate. Mean girls, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. The burn book. Yeah, yeah. It's just like some, which is essentially what communism is. Essentially, yeah, yeah. is just like the yeah, ultimate what was that thing in the fifties, like the blacklist or whatever. Like people yeah, like yeah. put on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like McCarthyism. Like forget. You know, like it's. It's no different. And, and then, so then, of course, inevitably, the fucking compound media comics, they all put out a counter list, like a list <laughs> of everybody who's they called anti-Semitic, which is basically black comics who made Jewish jokes. <laughs> They're all like vile anti-Semite. <laughs> like, and then, so then the fucking dumbass woke comics got all scared 
and was like, this should be illegal. And then started like trying to get hackers to hack into the other guy. It's just some retarded, like, mm. you know, war that split up comics over nothing. Over like, some dumb shit. So anyways, I just left oh, like, after that. Just on that really quick, I saw this guy's list, right? And uh-huh. so he was posting proof. One of the guys, I forget, he has like some French ass name. Like, um, he, uh, like, the thing he posted was, you know, I'm in New York, and it's a shame that uh, bodegas are being looted. Oh, that was uh, Francois. A horrible person. Yeah, Francois Gordon. It's okay, so that was Francois. Francois Gordon. You know who Francois Gordon is, man? Uh, I think she may be rich, but Francois Gordon, um, she is, fuck, what is it? Uh, she either has MS or CP, one of them, she has a fucking, like, uh, you know what I mean? She's, a, she, I mean, she's, like, kind of a rich white lady, but she, like, can barely talk, and is, like, doesn't have con- control, I mean, she has a good brain, so she's funny, but she, you know what I mean? So she doesn't have good motor control, you know what I mean? She's, Check like, for privilege. I know, exactly. <laughs> Racist. <laughs> that, that happened to one of our good friends, who, like, he just, all he said was, I'm sad one of my friend's businesses got looted, and he got like so many comments on his page. I felt so bad for him. And he didn't say anything inflammatory. He didn't say, oh, these looters are this and that. He was just like, oh, I'm sad my friend's business got looted and he's a minority business owner. And they're like, oh, how dare you? You're acting like Trump. And I'm like, okay, we're, we're now the boy who cried Hitler every freaking time. Yeah. Did your friend have a knee on his neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds? I'm going to count every second for eight minutes and 46 seconds so you understand how long that is. One, one thousand. Two, one thousand. <laughs> I mean, that's the kind of, it's like weird performative. Like, well, because, you know, what it is, is it's just like the Cultural Revolution. It's like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. None of, none of the, nothing matters. Like the facts, doesn't, it's just like, whose side are you on? Are you one of the good ones or the bad? That's all that matters. You know, that's all that matters. And there's as long as you, once you go hit, it's like the fucking, it's like, I started trying to write this bit about how, like, um, if the, if the uh, you know, the little girl and the emperor wears no clothes, you know, who, like, calls out the emperor, if she was alive today, the crowd would just rip her to pieces. <laughs> just, just, just start beating the shit out of her in terror from limb to limb. She's wearing a bodysuit. How yeah. dare you body shame. She's a Nazi. Get her. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what would happen if that like like if you calling out the truth nowadays is like you're the heretic like that's how oh, yeah, upside yeah. down that's how upside down everything is everything is is like it's literally like newspeak in 1984 like everything is just, oh yeah he was uh, only off by 36 years right I mean, uh, and, and also like but honestly i feel like we we're a nice mixture of 1984 and brave new world you know what i mean it's like they were like the they're like the yin yang <laughs> The yin-yang of dystopia is, and I think we're really both swirling together, you know what I mean? Because it really is, it's both. It's like, it's not necessarily, because I would actually really like uh, super totalitarian society, because at least, this is like something Kurt Metzger says, he's like, at least you know where the lines are, you know, it's pretty clear. <laughs> but this is, they just keep moving the shit around, like, you have no idea, you'll be right one day and wrong the next, you know what I mean? Like, there's no... It is, it is confusing, and you're, you're so right on the, um, the emperor wears no clothes thing, like, um, for instance, during the French Revolution, I just found this out, Marie Antoinette never said, let them eat cake, that was mm-hmm. just like a rumor started to, like, rile up people, right. and so it's like, if you were the one in the, you know, in the crowd, in the mob, who was like, Actually, she didn't say that. If you go to PolitiFact, it's a, it's a pants on fire <laughs> yeah. statement. And they, they just chop your head off. They'll right murder there. you right there. He's with her. It would be hilarious. Guillotine. I was actually just thinking of Marie Antoinette because I was just thinking, like, what nobody knows is that her last words on the guillotine was, oh, I thought cake was free. And they were like, <laughs> <laughs> she just has all these misattributed quotes. Oh, it's just like, no, I love poor. I thought I wanted to help. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I think that is the problem with the, that's the issue with like the mob, right? Mob rule. I mean, that's why like, that's why I kind of understand why there's an electoral college. You know what I mean? When they like, okay, it started the country. They were like, yeah, everybody should be free, but they're like, no, really, everybody, everybody should ever, they're like, oh, no, no. Yeah, well, they, when the founding fathers made this country, they wanted it to be a representative doc, uh, democracy because they're like, yeah, if you give it up to the will of the people, the people are dumb. They yeah. had the same, they had the same 
view um, the South Park guys had, which was like 25% of the country is retarded. You know, they, they had the same view. And so it was just right. like, yeah, I, you know, the Electoral College as, you know, there are criticisms you can make. Like, for instance, you know, California is really misproportionately powered. Like, it should have more votes and then other states should have less. But the Electoral College is really important because you can't, like, if, if there was no Electoral College, it would literally just be, fuck the middle of the country. And right. I used to be from one of those states, Utah. And so it's, you know, it's kind of like the feeling you got when LeBron James left the Cavs, you know, for the Heat. If you were, you know, a bandwagon fan, you were like, oh, this is great. I'm a Heat fan. But for most of us from the small shitty towns, like rooting for these shitty teams that no one wants to play for, we were like, that could have been me and my, uh, my player. So all I'm saying is Donovan Mitchell, please don't leave us. Please, please. <laughs> Please don't leave the jazz. My God. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Rule, elite rule. I mean, I think a lot of it is clearly the finding, founding fathers were like rich dudes who did it a lot. <laughs> Poor dudes to start changing laws to like fuck with their riches. You know what I mean? I feel like that's kind of, uh, there's like this guy I heard of, uh, I think his name is Gerald Horn or whatever, but he's, um, he's like a history, U.S. history dude. Um, like black studies and stuff like that. And he wrote this book about how like, there's a lot of evidence that the, um, so the sort of timeline of events goes like England wanting to declare abolition of slavery in like the 1720s. And one of the things they were thinking of doing is extending that to the colonies. And so part of the revolution was the slave owners here being like, oh, dude, we can't fucking, <laughs> we can't let them come in here and end slavery. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like, so then they created this sort of freedom uh, mythos, you know? It's like they basically tricked all the poor white dudes to like fighting to keep slavery <laughs> so that the rich dudes can stay rich. And then they fully knew this and sort of just kicked the can down the road. You know, they're like, yeah, we'll deal with it one day. <laughs> just like it, yeah. It's crazy. Um, so they, so when England, you know, uh, did abolish slavery, they actually had like a form of reparations. And I found this out. The taxpayers of England finished paying that off in 2015. Nice. Like nice. it was, it was on their debt for that long. So it, you know, since like it's like 200 years. So it, it's um, it, it's a very interesting concept uh, of it, but. I don't think people realize like the logistics of it. It's very interesting. I'm not, I'm not like not supporting it or supporting it. It's just like, wow, it took them 200 years to pay it off. Like that's stuff that people don't mention. It's really interesting. You know, I was like, that was like one of the coolest facts I've heard in the pandemic. You know, a lot of cool facts. I mean, calculating that here would be disastrous for the, you know what I mean? Because the amount of wealth that if you actually did an audit and was just to say, okay, let's, because, but I also think one of the things is that if you do a full audit, you're eventually gonna have to get to like the ugly stepchild of genocide. You know what I mean? <laughs> like we're still yeah. all hung up on slavery. <laughs> and slavery and is awful. Meanwhile, natives are like, when are we ever gonna be noticed? You know? <laughs> yeah, right. It's like that old Chris Rock joke. Remember it was in Bigger and Black. It was like, when's the last time you've seen two Native Americans? <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> so, there's black people everywhere there's millions of them <laughs> like you know like i and literally i only know like a couple half native american people like i don't you know what i mean i like no don't know any so like so that's actually the real like you i don't know that's why i feel like it won't i'm not sure it will actually happen because to uncover everything it's you know what i mean because then if you just keep going down the rabbit hole then you just start looking at, oh, as Americans, we actually consume a quarter of the world's resources <laughs> like, and generate most of the world's trash. We're actually killing everybody on this planet. You know what I mean? We're actually the 1% of the entire planet. Like, If you just keep pulling that thread, then it's just like, oh, shit, they're coming for us. <laughs> they're coming. You know what also, I mean? Like, that's it's also like, you know, there's slave trading that's going on in Libya right yeah. now. So Good. it's like, you know, we should, it's like, I, I almost wonder like about our priorities, you know, you look at like Saudi Arabian women, you know, can barely like ride a bicycle, three, like in two years ago, they, they were allowed to ride a bike or something like that. And so yeah, it's just like, I, I don't know, sometimes our priorities are a little off, like, you know, the Uyghurs and uh, the uh, Falun Gong are having their organs harvested, you know, and like, you know, they would make Dr. Mengele so, so proud what is happening 
over there, you know? And so it's just like, we, we need to, I, I don't know. There's a lot of, there's a lot of terrible injustices right now, but, uh, that, yeah. you know, we, we, we're so singularly focused. We can't like, you know, pay attention to two things at once. It's like, it is kind of sad. I don't, but I wonder if that's really what it is or if that's just kind of, kind of by design in terms of like how, you know, like, um, mm -hmm. it's just like a profitability yeah. thing. It's just marketing, man. It's just like, you know what I mean? It's just like two things is half the profit. So what we try to do is maximize our profit by getting everybody's attention, focus on this thing, and then it'll die down, and then we move on to the next thing. You know, because everything's just um, now data-driven metrics, right? So they have these like algorithms that are figuring out what people click on, and since revenue is tied to that, you're going to continually work on. Uh, I mean, I think the algorithms have figured out it's mostly what pisses us off. That's what we click on, <laughs> like the yeah. number one thing. <laughs> so like. Yeah, they figured out outrage was the number one thing. Outrage really runs it, you know. Yeah. And it's right now the media is like um, Will Ferrell and Zoolander. They're like Black Lives Matter is so hot. So right hot, now. right? Yeah, they don't care, <laughs> dude. They don't give a fuck. They just want to make money. That's why I'm like, that's why they love Trump. You know, they don't hate Trump. They fucking love Trump. You look at all the money that he brought in for them because they the news would have been a snooze fest under Hillary. If Hillary uh, Clinton was president, they would have just been like. The president is strong and brave, and uh, there's slavery in Libya <laughs> because of her war. Right? Yeah, it's fine. yeah the okay. minutiae, minutia, yeah. like certain laws and bills that they're trying to pass is like boring, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah. And also, it, it would have just been like Epstein, Epstein, Epstein. It would have just been like, you, like it, it is funny. I, I feel bad for um, the, uh, the victims of Epstein because I bet they thought that that Netflix doc was going to be like, the the tiger king part two and then they're like again again how did he do it again <laughs> well i'll tell you how because the obamas are are in netflix you know what i'm saying the obamas run netflix and um i've heard i think it was whitney webb i heard this from uh she was saying like one of the executive producers of the netflix documentary is uh, of that epstein documentary is basically in deep with the clintons you know what i'm saying and so they purposely, like that whole thing makes it look like uh, Epstein is the head of the snake. Like the whole design of the documentary is to make it, take the heat off of everybody else, off of whatever Lex Wexner or whatever. Like he's supposedly the real head of the snake in um, the U.S. Oh, like, oh yeah. He's he was the guy who owned um, the L brands, which owns um, Victoria's Secret, right? Yeah, he owns Victoria's Secrets. Yeah, they, there was rumors that like Jeff Epstein and him had like some sexual stuff. And if you do watch the the, the documentary, uh, I couldn't really get through it. But when you watch it a little bit, he um, it, it is extremely sympathetic to him. Almost like like there is a lot of lacking journalism in a lot of it. And it was like, and that's it. Happy ending. It's over. You know, it, it, it was weird how they weren't prying into certain people. Like right. this person was great, and he just got abused by Big Bad Epstein. You know, right. it's. Like, I, I don't know. I just think that's the, that's the weird part about it is like, you know, there, there is a lot of people, um, you know, they're, that are motivated to, you know, make themselves look good in this. And, you know, it's really easy to, you know, you know, the dead guy who can't defend himself. I'm not saying he's good, but I'm sure he had a lot of, you know, he could have ratted on a lot of different people, you know, so it's, it is really fascinating. Well, what are your thoughts about, well, first of all, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I think that, if anything, he was just sort of like regional manager. You know what I mean? Like he's not, he's not that <laughs> fucking boss. You know what I mean? Like he, they don't even know. They basically track all of his money to Lex Wexner. Like Lex Wexner gave him his penthouse in New York. Just gave it to him for a dollar. You know what I mean? Like who, who does that? You know what I mean? Like who does that? So like, you know, and, um, and the other thing I heard about was like in the documentary, there's like supposedly this picture and it's like Ghislaine Maxwell and Lex Wexner in the middle and Epstein off to the side. You know what I mean? And they're like, he's the mastermind over there. <laughs> that guy over there was the mastermind of this whole thing. There's literally paintings that are like hinting what it is. And they're just like, all right, but let's do the documentary. You know, it's like. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's, it, it makes sense that like, um, it's, I don't know. He's the patsy, you know? Well, but what do you think about like, so Ghislaine Maxwell's dad was like this media magnet right yeah, and yeah yeah but he was also like a triple agent or some shit right with Mossad he was like a Mossad MI6 <laughs> like yeah he was wow. like basically CIA MI6 and Mossad and ultimately the Mossad murdered him on, on, on his like killed him 
or but he died through mysterious circumstances. He drowned mysteriously, but it's pretty much well known that the Mossad took care of him. So there's a lot of um, there's a lot of rumors that Ghislaine Maxwell is actually like a Mossad agent. Like that's who's protecting her essentially right hmm, now. That, you know what I mean? That's interesting. I mean, if you look at Robert Maxwell, he was like the fattest fuck of all time. Like he's buoyant. I don't see him drowning. <laughs> you know, like it's just it's just like I don't see. Yeah, it, it's definitely mysterious. I don't. I don't know enough about it, but if you're working with the CIA, <laughs> MI6, <laughs> and Mossad, I mean, you're 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 in between two wolves and a lion. You know, it's just yeah. like they're they're at that point. Yeah, that's like what was he wearing? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he died. He died of natural causes. The natural yeah. cause of being with three wolves. You know, it's just like no shit. He died. You know, I mean, so. that's, that's got to be some ego, though, to be like, all right, I'm going to play, <laughs> I'm playing the CIA, and I think animals, nothing's going to happen to me. I'm working with Al Capone, I'm working with the government, and I'm working with his mistress. I'm killing yeah. I'm going to have a threesome with Jeffrey Dahmer, John Wayne Gates, <laughs> <laughs> and everything's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, hey, who fucking knows? But I was actually just tripping on like, yeah, so when I came over to your place, when I did the voice for um, the cartoon for, uh, wait, what's it called? President Cupcake? Commander-in-Chief Cupcake. Commander-in-Chief yeah. Cupcake. Um, it was because we were talking about fucking listening to Steve Bannon's podcast, listening yeah. to Pandemic, to Steve Bannon's podcast. And that was literally right before the pandemic. I mean, it was literally like, we were both yeah. like listening to it. And then... Um, we were both so, called crazy, by the way. Uh, yeah, for, people were telling us we were insane. Oh, there's yeah, not no. going to be a thing. Comedy's yeah. going to shut down. You guys are stupid. Right. Um, but now now we're here at the other end of this yeah. fucking wormhole, which is bizarre. I mean, it's actually been a crazy thing because, yeah, because like, so at first nobody believed it. Then it's coming. It came. Now, it, now not only does everybody believe it, everybody believes this like very particular narrative you know what i mean like everybody's now all in on this one narrative but then we just watch the narrative fall apart like with all these fucking protests and riots you know everything's kind of like so now it's like we're actually i'm like watching the media juggle these two narratives at the same time and it's yeah. hilarious it's and it's completely hilarious because they can't keep up it's like not logically consistent so then they can't keep up both narratives at the same time you know what i mean because it's like because because i'll because i don't basically after a couple two months and it was clear that the hospitals like the projections weren't it wasn't coming out the way it was they were saying right it was the hospitals weren't overwhelmed and all that shit you know it was around the time where we were like you know we should really start looking at this data right like we should start looking at the data and then that's when the um all those goofy white people started protesting with all their mm -hmm. ars and stuff <laughs> they're like open up our businesses and everybody was like see you know you're spreading corona by protesting and look at these guys spreading corona. And the next thing you know you know the george floyd things have the george floyd thing happens and there's like fifty thousand people sort of shoulder to shoulder downtown la walking and and that's that's okay now you know what i mean like now that's okay so it's it's just hilarious because it's like for me i don't honestly i don't give a fuck like either way i think you have the right to protest so you know what i mean like so that's the principle it's not yeah. like is that like i don't like what they're protesting so they're bad <laughs> and, and these guys are okay i mean but that's the only thing that actually starts unraveling when you start picking at it you know and i think i don't know what do you what do you think about this well story? you know it's funny so you mentioned like steve bannon when i was writing the cartoon i would go back and forth between like bannon and maddow and what you learn is like you know we live in two different worlds in the right. media and really what it's all about is people are trying to push the narrative that fits their agenda that's really, you know, all it's about. So, you know, just what you were talking about, the juxtaposition of how people treated the AR-15 protesters versus the, you know, George Floyd protesters, it was remarkable. The biggest offenders were like Chris Cuomo and Joy Reid. You know, the things they, you know, Don Lemon, the things they said about the AR-15 guys, you know, like, oh, they're idiots. Or, or the, even a, a great one was the, if you remember – it was that party in the Ozarks. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. They're yeah, yeah, on the yeah. pool, right? And you know, Joy Reid was like, "Oh my God, it's like it's it's like a stew of COVID." You know, like they're in, <laughs> they're, they're in a soup right now. And then you know, it's like you know, and then Cuomo is like, "Oh, you uh, if you if you dare to uh, talk about these protesters, you're 
you're a racist piece of shit. Like he basically right, said right. that. And like the, the juxtaposition was crazy. And I, that's why people really don't trust the media in general is because they're not, it, it isn't Walter Cronkite anymore who is, it doesn't want to, you know, upset both sides, you know, really the, the news when it wasn't a for-profit, you know, it was called a loss leader, right? When that was the, the news, it would piss off both sides. And that's right. really, that's where the good media is. But now CNN and MSNBC, they're trying to excite one side. Fox News is trying to excite the other side. You know, good news is supposed to be disappointing. People are not supposed to be happy when they're watching the news. They shouldn't feel like, oh, I'm energized. And I, it should be like a bummer because the right. world's a bummer. You know, and so I think that's like the big thing you notice with the uh, the news media these days is like, man, they they're just they really are. They're just trying to make a profit, and that's where the distrust comes in. It, it's it's startling. We need to go back to when they were a lost leader, and that that was the phrase that all these places used, and they you know it would it would lose them money, but it would gain us a lot more knowledge. I mean, yeah, I mean that's that's the whole like um. They used to keep the um, the marketing and the advertising separate from the editorial at times, right? They were like on different floors and shit so that like you could criticize, you know, you could criticize a company that's doing something wrong, even if they're a sponsor of your paper, because that shit was supposed to be separate, you know? But now that, <clears throat> now that it's like, now that it's all linked, there's no, I mean, every, it's just propaganda, basically. You just have two wings of propaganda, mm -hmm. uh, like yeah. basically telling you half-truths to fit whatever their fucking agenda is. Um, yeah. And their overall little, agenda. This is a little, like, journalism nerd stuff, but what you said was really true. Like, the uh, the opinion pieces and the editorial, like, the op-eds, you know, they've kind of merged into one thing. It used to be super separate. Like, all right, here's, like, some journalism stuff, and then here's the opinion pieces. They've merged together now. There, yeah. is, no, there is no, oh, I'm just reporting the facts. In fact, I, I like news sources where they don't give opinions. That's the, the whole point. And obviously, you know, the opinion they're giving is what they choose to report on, what they don't choose to report on. But I have enough, you know, um, logical thinking where I can, I can figure out what, you know, what the subtext is. But I just want to know what the facts are. Don't yeah. try and spoon feed me an opinion. I don't need to hear it. Yeah, but, and I think it really fucks um, with, the individual psychology of people too like because now because okay dude there so there's this guy on twitter you probably know this kid uh but he's like a huge stoner hippie guy and he tweeted like i'm talking about me uh no nah, okay it was you and <laughs> he tweeted this thing he was like starbucks uses prison labor so if i see you on the street with a cup you get one warning you know what i mean like that's there's a fucking, and then the whole, most hilarious thing is this guy's like this huge stoner guy, white stoner guy, works in weed and, you know, sells it or whatever. There's just like, uh, the drug war put that entire prison population yeah. in there, that prison labor you're talking about, was put there by weed, the weed that you're smoking freely, <laughs> making money get, off of. Where do you get your food? I mean, it's all from like prison labor, just called immigrants. I mean, it's like, like it's it's all like every piece of yeah. what we do is built on someone getting fucked yeah that's called capitalism yeah that's why i was like i just tweeted him back wait till you find out how your phone's made you know what i mean yeah you don't you moron that's the thing about all these people online who take these moral stances or whatever it's just like dude just by doing this you understand what we have we have to enslave children <laughs> And in two continents, do you understand that? Just to have this conversation, and yeah. like just to enable this, so we're all guilty. Like, no, you can't. You know what I mean? Like, we're all sinners. If I can, but that's actually exactly why. So actually, that's my theory as to why this sort of witch hunting thing is going on. Because mm -hmm. subconsciously, I think it, go, it all goes back to the um, war. At least the most recent thing. I think it all goes back to genocide, honestly. But the most recent thing is the war because we've been at war for twenty years. And we're sort of acting like we're the victims, you know what I mean? Like we act, we actually fetishize victimhood, even though we're the biggest perpetrator in the world. It's actually brilliant. And so that's why there's this sort of like big push to like root out victims, but also be like, no, we're the good guy, you know, to create morality to be, because I think deep down inside, we know we are all evil. We're all evil. 
they're committing evil around the world. We're complicit in it. You know what I mean? All the big old, all the shit that we're saying is terrible that we point fingers at. That's literally what we're doing around the world. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. I think we know it on some level. Yeah, well, the war is a good point because that is when the media found out that the that outrage can be profitable. That's when they figured out, oh, we can make the news profitable. That you know, they started showing the the war at night. You know, like the right. um, like you know, like with the night vision and stuff. And to me, how that is extended is now everyone, because of social media, has become a politician, which means mm. everyone is full of shit. Right. You know, that's the, that's the big issue is like, now we're all, you know, we're all trying to be like the world's shittiest Walter Cronkite. We're right. like, we make fun of, um, you know, one America news or the young Turks on the other side. But in reality, we're all like some form of that for our yeah. own uh, agenda. And it's, that's what our Twitter page or our social media is. That's yeah. really all it is. That's all we are. Well, that's what I like to say is that like Trump is just a mirror that we mm-hmm. like someone turned flip the lights on and we're like ah! <laughs> like we just were recoiling from but that's us that's that's what we're recoiling from is yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? like yeah no one liked when john stewart uh this week said that uh the police are a reflection of society they're yeah. like oh shut up john yeah <laughs> <You know>? yeah <laughs> i mean that that's well, well what i think was hilarious is like defund the police we had nothing about ending the drug war nothing zero about ending the drug war exactly. zero about ending the war on terror when the fucking israelis are the one who taught all these motherfuckers that kneeing a neck method that's like a straight out of the israeli palestine playbook you know what oh, I mean? that's what they that's what they've been doing that's a, and they actually send cops over there to train them you know what I mean? oh, to, yeah. mil- to militarize them further so like all of this shit is connected. The drug war the war on terror it's all connected to the police and there's like zilch said about that's why i know it's all it's not real. It's like a sham. You know what I mean? Like, that's why I knew impeachment was a sham because it wasn't about war crimes. Like, if you're going to get the dude on something, get him on <laughs> war crimes. He's committed. Yeah, a serious, so real. You know what I mean? But the reason they won't is because fucking Nancy Pelosi's committed war crimes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because they've all been complicit in war crimes. You know, like she literally, it's on paper. If you, like, if you were to investigate the torture thing and actually start holding people accountable, her name appears on the briefing um, where the, the fucking intelligence committee or whatever was basically briefed on the fact that we were torturing people before the president found it. It's actually on paper that she found out before the president did. You know what I mean? And yeah. then that was part of the reason why she didn't impeach Bush. It was like, well, if you open this, the fucking can of worms up, you're going to see <laughs> the order of events. You know what I mean? Like, so, so they all fucking knew, you know? Like, they all know. They all yeah. knew, you know. Yeah, but also, you know, as a Jew, I can cover you for you for the Israeli stuff first. Um, when the DC blackout stuff happened, my first thought is, ooh, they get to use all the Israeli weapons they got, you know? <laughs> like, all like the secret stuff that we don't know about, like cooking people's organs from the inside. <laughs> you know, it's just like, they were like so excited, like, oh, we get to use the Israeli stuff. People don't realize we got the cell phone from Israel, we got the stealth bomber from Israel. Israel gives us all the cool stuff, they're like our research and development. You know, and then as far as Nancy Pelosi goes, what people forget is why did she get into politics? What was her big thing? Tiananmen Square. The Tiananmen Square guy was like her entry into politics. And then now, as the whole country of China is the Tiananmen Square guy, it's crickets because now she's getting China money. They're like, so she's getting CCP money. So that's the that's the main issue with uh, you know, Pelosi is like the thing you started on is you're like you forgot. Like, you're so far from, like, you, I think the problem with a lot of people is you're becoming the thing you hate all, like, all the time. You know, oh, Trump's overreaching and doing this, and then, and then you're trying to overreach. And that's just the, the issue. It's like, don't, don't become the person you're trying to rail against. Yeah, well, I think to take that a step further, it's actually, they are the person they're railing it. Yeah, I think one of the things that makes them mad about Trump is just that he's just being open in his aggression and his hostility. You know what I mean? You're not you're not hiding it like the, the way a proper politician. Should, you know what I mean? You're supposed to hide your contempt. You're to, you know, you're not supposed to. So I think it's really just a decorum thing. Like as long as he extracts wealth from the poor and gives it to the rich, they're gonna keep the war going. They're you know he's gonna be fine. You know they don't care about that guy. Like that's all. I think honestly to be president now, I think all you have to do 
you just keep the Fed going, keep the wars going, you know what I mean? And you just keep everybody rich and like you won't get shot. Like that's it. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, absolutely. Make sure you live. You know? I, I, I voted for Obama twice, but he uh, he gave more money to the rich than any president yeah. in the history Ever. Of, the, of all the countries. Yeah. Not just our country, all the countries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The largest and, transfer know, of wealth. Yep. He was he was insanely disappointing on that on that front. You know, as as someone who voted for him, I was like, what is going on? But you know, so that's that's the main issue. Is like, you know, I I want to attack Trump in a lot of different ways, but he's also got police reform done and prison reform. So he's just a weird enigma. He really is. Like you don't you want to hit him a lot of different things, and it's just it's hard to to land a shot on him, especially from the the left. The way that they're you know that Bernie, you know, he could have landed a lot of different shots on Trump. And it would have been really effective in 2016, and probably he could he could still do it in 2020. But they're not. That's not the guy they're going to run. You know, I, it's and so that's the disappointing thing is they keep running, that the Democrats keep running people that Trump actually like matches up really well with, and people don't realize. So, you know, we 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 keep repeating history. So 1992 LA riots happen. What happens less than two years later? Bill Clinton ha signs a crime bill written by Joe Biden. Yeah. And then <laughs> the same guy who was vice president of the previous administration doesn't get any pr uh, prison reform done, doesn't get any police reform done. And that's the guy you're running? It's, it's such a losing strategy, and it scares me. I You know, because I am obviously, I am for the idea and the concept of Black Lives Matter. I am totally for peaceful protests, but there's a lot of unintended consequences of what is occurring. People don't understand the first rule of physics. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. And so what people don't understand is, yes, you know, there is a huge movement on Twitter and online about, about the, you know, reforming the police, which is great. But there's a lot more people who aren't online, and they vote. And I don't think that people are going to be ready for the reality. I think, you know, there's a lot of polls that say Biden's up here, Biden's up here. Have you ever looked at what, how they did the polls? It is, this is remarkable. It's 25% Republicans, 25% Independents, 50% Democrats. Oh. So to me, the media, what they're doing is they're trying to get everyone really pissed and think that the election is rigged, when in reality, your polls are rigged. Your polls don't reflect how people are actually thinking. And then let's, let's go a step further. There are a lot of people who have lost their jobs for liking tweets, for te personal text messages, for someone, there's a soccer player, his wife said something and he got in trouble. He got, he got, he lost, he lost his job with the LA Galaxy. So all you're doing is the people who are probably going to vote for Trump, they're going to be really quiet about it. And then it's just going to be a whiplash when in reality, he's probably going to win a landslide victory. Walt, like, I think Biden is going to be like Walter Mondale. I really believe that because it's just a bad matchup. And again, Bernie, who keeps polling 10 to 15 points higher than his competitors, is just like, oh, what am I going to fucking do? You know, I better fucking help him. But he, he can't. You can't even help him, Bernie. Well, and Bernie doesn't so want it, man. I don't think Bernie wants it. You know what I mean? Bernie does yeah, not. He, he never. He gave up. You know, he gave he up, gave dude. Up. He gave you up, know, man. It, it, it is funny. I, you know, Bannon said something that was really mean uh, about the Bernie people, but it's so right. We're thumb suckers. We're a bunch of babies. We're, th we're like, you know, just, oh, Bernie, Bernie. It's like we, we didn't even fight for it. He could, you know, Bernie didn't throw any punches on Biden when he really could have because he bought into this whole thing of, oh, you don't want to hurt the, the Democrats. We're all on the same team. No, no, if we're all on the same team, we got to, you know, build up our immune system and throw some actual dirt on this. We can't just be, you know, purelling every statement. But that's what we did. Right. Yeah, well, honestly, I think it was – obvious after 2016 when he bent the knee to hillary 
You know what I mean? Like when he fucking bent the knee and supported her and started doing rallies for her after she fucking robbed him, literally robbed him in front of his face. And then mm-hmm. she thanked, and then he thanked her for it. You know what I mean? Like, so after that, I was like, oh, dude, this guy is just like going to do whatever the party tells him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think he wants it. He doesn't want it. Cause, well, cause that's the thing about like a, a Trump, like nobody wanted Trump, but he came in and he basically just like made the entire party get in line. You know what I mean? The party just had to basically get in line. And nobody's done that with Democrats because the, the party apparatus is way stronger than any individual. And anytime there is a strong individual, they just fucking just corrupt them, like AOC. I think all of them, like anybody who has charismatic leadership right now in the DNC, they get corrupted by money or they get destroyed. Like Tulsa. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like they just- look, look at Donna Brazil. Donna Brazil was the one who ratted out the DNC. And then she, you know, she was going to go on this big hullabaloo about, you know, oh, Bernie, Bernie got screwed. Bernie got screwed. And they're like, okay, we'll just give you a job at CNN. She's like, oh, fuck right. Bernie. <laughs> I'm on CNN, baby. Well, they were probably like, here are your options. You can be the new anchor. You can be on CNN or you can end up like Seth Rich. So what do you, just let yeah. us know. <laughs> you can be an anchor on CNN or we'll attach an anchor to you and throw you in the ocean. Yeah. And then talk about how depressed you were. <laughs> And that's and that's how things get done. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think, fuck, man. I mean, you know, then that all we all were back to like this idea that like, yeah, we live in essentially these like reality distortion fields that are being created by lots of money, lots of power. You know what I mean? There's a lot of effort being put into trying to maintain this reality distortion. But it, dude, I honestly think like the thing. I agree with what you're saying about how like. The, the people who are going to vote for Trump, are, they're sick of what the left's been doing, whatever. But honestly, that's what happened in 2016. You know what I mean? That's actually what explains 2016. So now, now it's even, it's, it's honestly, I feel like if the Democrats did nothing for the last four years, they'd actually, it would be close. They might win. You know what I mean? Like, it's the yeah. fact that all they've done is attack Trump. And, and do the stupid Russiagate thing that's never panned out, an impeachment that didn't pan out. And then it kind of make it kind of looks like they're trying to crash the economy on purpose. You know what I mean? For all the conspiracy yeah. theorists that are saying that, it actually literally looks like they're doing that. It, it, they're, yep. they're running the most loser strategy I've ever seen. It's, because it's, the number one emotion people vote on is safety. Yeah. Who makes me feel safe? They don't yeah. want to admit that. They want to you know, talk about moral superiority and all the other stuff. If you're scared, you're going to vote for the person who doesn't make you feel scared. And that's why Trump, you know, everyone's making fun of him. That's why he's tweeting law and order because Biden is like, talk, you know, he's getting, he continually gets dragged closer and closer to defund the police. And I'm sorry, the people who own things, they don't like that. Yeah. You know, in LA where, you know, half of, you know, half of everyone has been, you know, evicted from their freaking house because of coronavirus. You know, you know, they're, you know, of course we're going to be for it. We don't own a lot of stuff, but there's a lot of people who own things and they're not going to be very happy with that. It's, it's just a, it, it's not the best strategy in my opinion. I feel like, just like you said, I feel like if they had done nothing, you know, and they, they really did do nothing except scream, but the screaming didn't help. If they had really just done nothing and they're like, all right, let's sit back and watch what happens. Kind of like what Trump is doing with the Chaz you know he's just like all right i want to see what happens for like a week or two i want to let this cancer metastasize and then i'll step in and look like the hero you know but yeah that's the that's the main issue you know my other thing was trump was not handling the coronavirus very well and like if if the if the democrats just like you said sat back did nothing was like hey oh look at look you look at your hero here with the coronavirus stuff it would have been pretty good but now his base is riled up. Yeah. They really, they really are. And so I, I'm, I don't think it's a, go- I don't think it's a good prospect. It really, no. really Wait, honestly, I don't even think they want to win. I mean, I think it's, it all makes sense if you go like, oh, they want to lose. Then it's actually like, oh, this is the best way. This is how you lose. <laughs> this is actually how you lose. Oh, like, okay, you just, you cry wolf. And then this is why it's not even fun to make Trump jokes because every single comedian on late night, all they do is make Trump jokes. So what's the, you just make jokes everybody else is making? I don't know. It just it seems like the opposite of comedy to just jump in with what dominant convention. That's like that Colin Quinn thing. You ever see Colin Quinn special, Red State, Blue State? He goes, that's why I got into comedy so I could march in lockstep with conventional, <laughs> with society's convention. Like, yeah, no, that, you know? that's, that's what I was explaining to people. Like when you join the crowd 
you're the audience. You're now, not the yeah. comedian. You're, yeah. The comedian is the one who goes against the crowd. Right. And right. so that's what that is what scares me about a lot of this stuff is like we're we're in such a bubble right now. It's gonna pop and people are gonna be startled. They're not gonna know what hit them. But there's going to be, I think there's a solid contingent of people like you and me. I mean, that's the whole thing is that I think last election was actually decided by independence. You know what I mean? Like, and I think this one will be too. I think there is a really solid group of people who are in the middle who don't list, necessarily listen to mainstream media or mainstream politics, but aren't necessarily like in on the, the fringe groups either. Like they're not in on like the whatever narrative that's being sold there so that they're just kind of like, I'm just going to look at everything because it's all available. Because it is. It's all fucking there, you know, and you can kind of look at it and make up your own mind, you know? Like, the I mean... One I issue, the one issue with that, though, is that works for uh, two people who are running, but that doesn't work when an incumbent is running against a non-incumbent. See, people forget, the last two incumbents who lost, why did, they, why did George H.W. Bush lose and why did Jimmy Carter lose? It wasn't because of independence or the other side. It was because they lost their own base. Mm. And so George H.W. Bush said, you know, no new taxes. And then there was taxes. And then, you know, Jimmy Carter, the economy just tanked under his ass. And so each of their own bases abandoned them. And Trump, I don't see his base abandoning him. You know, there's a lot of like, you know, there's a lot of polls that, you know, CNN and MSNBC are trying to throw out of, you know, uh, Trump's losing approval from uh, from his base. I I still haven't really I haven't seen that. In fact, he's he, if you look at his social media and other things like other ways to track it, he seems to be more popular than ever, which is a little it's a little scary. Like his, one of his most popular tweets was the silent majority is stronger than ever. You know? <laughs> uh, well, you know? I think yeah. Well, that's I think it's here's the thing. Like I've been accused of being a secret Trump supporter. You know what I mean? Like I mean, I've been accused I mean, of that, that, opinion. Yeah, exactly. But that's the thing. It's like, well, you don't know me very well because if I was a Trump supporter, I would not shut the fuck up about it. Are you kidding? <laughs> that would be the way better team to be. Okay? <laughs> like yeah. to constantly be like, losers, loser, Russia gate fail. <laughs> like, like, you know, just we're broke. <laughs> we're broke. We, you know, it would be, you know, if we had money in the, you know, in uh, the stock market, maybe there's a, may, maybe you have a point, but we don't. <laughs> right. I don't know. I mean, I yeah. Either way, I just feel like it's um, it's just pro wrestling, you know. Like it's all just pro wrestling, and it's really and even the conflicts are manufactured. Like there's no real, there's no real conflict. Like while they're impeaching him, they passed his military budget. You know, like that. There's no the same motherfucker. You know, right when Nancy Pelosi was doing her like clapping and ripping the thing, she was also signing the fucking bill that was like <laughs> space force. You know what I mean? Like so. It's all fucking bullshit, dude. Like, I mean, you know. Um, so I don't know. If anything, what it's taught me is that like, it's it's local is really what. Like, after all this pandemic and all this shit, it's like local is really what matters the most. Most, you know, your your mm -hmm. tightest circle, like around yourself. Like, like the national shit and all that shit is like, it's not that important. It's really a big distraction because nobody fucking knows. Like, people don't even know who their sheriff is or their city council. You know, the people actually yeah. affect the shit, and people basically basically don't even talk to. I mean, a lot of people don't even have love in their lives. You know what I mean? They don't even have somebody in their life they could actually, like, be honest with and talk to, you know? So, I don't know. I, uh, I don't know. I don't real see... Quick, um, uh, real quick, I want to give a shout-out to um, Goat versus Fish, Michael Allen Walker. He won a local election here. Oh, no shit. Oh, yeah. Representing California District 29. Uh -huh. And in my opinion, like you said... That those are the elections that really do matter. Yeah, you know the local elections, and so yeah, you need to, people do need to look into who your sheriff is, and like you know you need to you need to do your you participate in your local elections because no one really pays attention to that part, and that's the you know everyone wants to vote every four years, but there's elections every two years and and so on, and so those ones almost always get ignored. Well, I really hope he can unite the goat and fish constituencies. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> I really hope we can bring some unity. All right, Eric, man, let's. Uh, I'm gonna wrap this up. Thanks so much for your time, dude. For again, that was a is, quick hour. That was, that was that, yeah, man. Is there anything you want to plug, dude? You want to fucking? Um, you know, Channel Three One Zero. We're gonna we're coming out with uh, co uh, comedy cupcakes to you know build up uh, for Commander in Chief Cupcake. We have uh, two animators who are working on it right now. My uh, my cousin Nikki and my best friend Alan. So and oh, nice. you know it's, it's a family affair here. So. It's cool. uh, going to be exciting. And uh, Rojan plays a political strategist akin to, you know, a James Carville on the left or a Steve Bannon on the right. I love those guys. They're freaks. And so I wrote the character around that. And uh, it, he, he plays a turtle who's a political strategist, you know. Yes. My cat is the, <laughs> my cat is the you know, commander in chief of the uh, animal revolution against humanity. But, you know, yeah, he plays a really fun part, and uh, I really look forward to uh, coming back on when uh, I get to show your part. Awesome, dude. Well, I can't wait um, for the stuff to uh, start coming out. I mean, I can't wait till, I don't know, you guys start being able to do your thing again, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm excited. And yeah, uh, shout out to uh, my girlfriend, the Lila Hart Show, Small Talk Live. When the coronavirus uh, comes down, uh, I will be sure to invite you for a panel. Oh, sweet. Nice. Cool, dude. Okay. All right, Eric. Thank you very much. All right, everybody. Eric Avenante. You can find him online. It's just Eric Avenante on... Yeah, no one else gets named that. Cool. Right on. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thanks so much, man.